hearing us or watching us now live on WILI AM 1400 or 95.3 FM. These are also video recorded for the radio station's YouTube channel, where all the 5 to 6 p.m. programs have their own playlist for you to catch a show anytime on demand. So in case you miss a show one day, you can always get a link. And if you go to the station's website, you can also subscribe and get all the new shows when they're posted right away. To keep up to date with all the things happening around us, it's summertime now and things are really getting busy. Our program this week will be in three segments. We're going to focus on the Wind and Textile and History Museum for our second segment. We'll look at the Coventry Arts Guild for our third segment, and we're going to open with Arts Center East in Vernon. Every once in a while, we get the Executive Director, Liz Bologna, to stop by. There's a lot of things going on throughout the year up there, and she's here to give us a summer update and preview. So welcome back to the studio, Liz. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. You betcha. So why don't we start out with some calendar things first, just to give people a heads up, because I know you have a couple of key dates, and then we'll go into some programs and exhibits. Sure. sure. So for anyone who's catching this live, uh, we have two exhibits that are up right now. It's the last week to see them. It's our artist and poet exhibit, which mm. is coordinated by Peggy Dietz Shea, who always does an incredible job. She's been on the show. She's, She's a great so writer. fabulous. Yeah. And so she is is part of the exhibit and she dedicated this exhibit to um uh, I'm going to say, his, oh, David Leff, who was a, a local poet who passed away about a year ago. So okay. initially he was going to be in this exhibit and be part of it, but unfortunately, you know, that wasn't right. able to happen. So right. Um, right. there is a poem of his. His books are included in the exhibit, um, and it features other local artists who are also poets. So it has both their uh, visual artwork and their poems, uh, which go together, which is a really nice pairing that she's done. And then the academic artist exhibit in our main upstairs gallery um, also, this is the last week to see that one there, um, 73rd exhibit of traditional realism, which is incredible. 73, that's quite 73 a series. years, yeah, and it's really, the, the piece that won Best in Show, uh, you know, no spoilers, but it's sort of a hodgepodge of different items that all go together, but in the corner of it, there are all these, like, $20 bills and $1 bills, and someone said to me, oh, so it's a multimedia exhibit. And I said, no, that's an oil painting. He, he drew and painted all of the details on those, on those bills. So it's like two-dimensional, like a collage? Oh, it's incredible. Okay. I mean, you're going to look at it, and you're going to think that he just, like, thumbtacked $20 bills onto this canvas. It's really incredible. I know. No touching allowed, I understand. No, no. touching. <laughs> Remember that. It's You're very protected. tempting. <laughs> I get that. And then, uh, so the next exhibits we'll have, um, in our downstairs Eureka Gallery, we'll have the Ecrastic Extravaganza, mm -hmm. which, again, is um, coordinated by Peggy Dietsche with the help of Victoria Nordlin at Rockville High School, and it's a collaboration between our artist members who provide the artwork and then the RHS uh, creative writing students they then write a poem based on this artwork so it's another example of how you know two different art forms that seem very solitary you know you sit in your studio and you paint or you sit in your office and you write but with this exhibit they get a chance to talk to each other um, so it's a nice way to, to sort of have yeah, two art forms talk to each other, and then we'll do um, a, a reception and a, a poetry reading for that uh, July 20th. And this will only be the second time we've had that reading because we started during COVID with this exhibit. So it was this weird, we had the exhibit, but you couldn't come see it, or we had the exhibit, but we couldn't. Yeah. A constrained, that's true. So it's much more of a celebration now that we're able to, to bring everyone together. But, you know, something I want to pass on that came to me from a sculptor on the show a while back is he made me think about sculpting as something on the, on the, on, uh, the printed page where the sculptor uses time and intention to create something that gets left behind. And then when you get to it, you have to process it. And when you look at it, you're going to the place where the sculptor was, only now you're connecting in the same thoughts. So they think of it sometimes as a time transfer. Oh, from sure. me to you, you perceive this, what does this generate for you? By the way, I'm over here. Yep. And it's very intentional. Yeah. Well, and when right? we do this kind of ekphrastic exhibit, you know, there's the intention of the artist. And then when the artist gets to see the poem that the student writer has made, there's a lot of reactions of, I never meant that, or I never thought anyone would find that, but you uh -huh. found it, and it makes them think of their own artwork differently. It's really neat. It is. By the way, that's a term that people often don't encounter. Could you talk about ephrastic and what that really means in terms of a, 
of of like a tableau or a technique. You are you are testing my English literature knowledge, which I should I'm have a lot there. of. I'm already there. Don't worry. So so ekphrasis is a is a literary term that doesn't really get used, but but it really just means uh, writing based on artwork. Mm -hmm. So oh, I'm going to get this wrong. It's really going to bother okay. me, and I'm going to wake up at 3 a.m. and remember who wrote uh, this no. poem. But there's the Ode on a Grecian Urn, which mm -hmm. is quite possibly the most famous example of this, Okay. where I cannot remember who this poet was. It's really going to kill me. But anyway, so the poet is looking at this, this Grecian vase, and he sees figures on it, and he creates a story based right. on what these figures are doing. And there okay. are, you know, Robert Browning did this as well. Mm -hmm. There are, are a lot of other poets who have done it. So, uh, it, yeah, it really just is this, this highfalutin term for writing about a painting. <laughs> Right. By the way, I want to give the website so you can connect to all these events and learn about the times and the schedules. It's a real simple one, artscentereast.org. And right now, Liz is running down the calendar of events after this one, so I'll let you, you know, just go right ahead. Well, speaking of sculptors, Please. we have yeah. a brand new um, sculpture exhibit. Um, it's all 3D artwork that's going to open July 1st, and it's the first time we've done an exhibit specifically for 3D artwork. So the jurors making her decisions uh, in the next couple days for what pieces are going <coughs> to be in that exhibit, but I've seen some of the submissions, and we have woodwork, we have metalwork, we have fiber art, we have uh, pottery and ceramics and all different kinds of things. So there's no specific theme that's going to tie it all together, but it's going to be a lot of a lot of really interesting pieces. Yeah. Do you have a sense of uh, in the summertime? you get more activity or less people travel more or do you feel like this begins to be a busier season i just wonder it's hard to say i would say our visitation certainly goes up as the weather gets nicer and people are out and we'll see you know people who've traveled from further than they normally would that come to the art center that's hopeful that's good news. it's yeah. really nice yeah. the artists themselves sometimes it's trickier to get them to be in the exhibits or, or nail them down because some of them they're going, you know, they take vacations or they're going to sure. artist retreats. They've That's got, right. they've got like, you know, all the farmers markets and all of that planned. So sometimes it's harder to connect with the artists, but it's yeah. easier to connect with the public. That's true. Mm -hmm. And in the summertime, there are lots and lots of arts fairs, so they may be exhibiting and trying There's to There's a to lot make a going on. Yeah. So we have a lot yeah. to compete with in the summer, but, you know, we can hold our own. Now, you know, something that Liz mentioned to me that, that, that made me optimistic is that some artists will cooperate across different organizations to share the same work in different areas. And there's an artist that you have in your uh, group that's doing something in Tallinn. Yes. And there's examples of a lot of collaboration. So could you talk about that, how it's not a competition thing, but you're taking all this work and you're letting more people see it? Yeah, it's never a competition. Exactly. Um, one, of th one of the things we try to do in our newsletter also is highlight some of the regional arts that happen. Usually we're sort of tangentially connected to it somehow. Um, but right now, um, Joan Sonnenberg, who is one of our signature artist members, uh, she has her artwork on display at Arts of Tallinn, which is really not that far from, from Vernon. It's maybe, no. you know, 10 minutes down the road. Sure, very heavily, um, yep. And we've got another student, um, a student of Jane Penfield's. Um, Jane Pen Penfield's a pastel painter. She's been with us and teaching with us for a long time. One of her students um, is showing her artwork in West Hartford, and I wonder if I have... Oh, at the Noah Webster House and Museum um, oh, in West Hartford. So we have, okay. Yeah, so we have a lot of artist members and students who are you know, participating in the wider arts community. We had a few of our artists who just participated in the Connecticut um, Arts and Garden tour. tour. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that was just this past weekend. Yes, it was. And they yeah. had such good weather for it, which yeah. was really good nice. Turnouts, yeah. Imagine. Scott Rhodes is one of our artists who uh, right. I think he and his wife participated in, in almost every year. Yeah, they had, uh, I think it was Coventry, Wellington, and Mansfield, mm -hmm. and those three towns had quite a few people. And then they do the artist open studios in the fall, yes. which is the whole region. You know? Yeah. But that was good. The weather was very kind, yeah. Yeah, particularly for the gardens. And one more thing that they're involved with for the summertime, if you happen to be a parent, is programs for young people that can connect them with some really quality time during the time when school's out. So please uh, talk to the folks out there who may want to be working with kids. Yeah, for two weeks in July, July 10th through the 21st, we're mm -hmm. running um, a two-week summer camp. Last year we did one session um, for a larger age range, and this this summer we uh, 
we're, we were excited to do it again. We wanted to do more. So we're splitting it up into two sessions. So the morning session is for the five and eight year olds. They get to, to come in for three hours and, you know, we're going to break up the day with like snacks and like play on the playscape. So, oh, sure. you know, we'll have a lot going on for variety. them. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, and then the afternoon <laughs> is the nine to 12 year olds. Um, and both of those individual sessions, they get to do all kinds of artwork, you know, beyond colored pencils and markers, they get to work with watercolors. Um, they get to try out pastels and they get to do a lot of clay work. Last year they made puppets. They put on a whole puppet show. So at the end of the two weeks, the families got to come and see the puppetry that they did. So we're doing it again this year and we're really excited. Yeah. Now, how about your board structure now? Cause you work at several levels throughout the year, the events, but there's a whole team behind the scenes oh, yeah. that makes these events happen. So you have a good time for a couple of days. Okay. And I just wonder, each group has its own variation. And it's interesting how you deal with all the energy of volunteers and coordinate things. Yes. It's yeah. always, I mean, there's so much coordination that has to go it's on. It's your so, real glue beyond the money. You know, oh, yes. Right? So, right? Oh, yeah. so we do have, we have yeah. a part-time yeah. staff of three people, which is, frankly, not a lot to run, to run a whole building with a full calendar of exhibits, events, mm -hmm. and classes. So we do rely heavily on our board members who often double as uh, instructors who teach at the art center, but they also help, you know, run our craft fairs. They help uh, hang our exhibits. They help gallery sit. They do a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we also have a whole roster of volunteers on top of that who are also gallery sitting. They'll be, you know, taking tickets when we have performances. They do office work, which doesn't sound that exciting, but is really helpful to us. Sometimes that's, that's what moves the money beyond people showing up, right? Is Truly. getting all the grant reports ready, mm -hmm. the documents ready. All the documentation, how, the yeah. how many people came to visit us mm -hmm. each day. Oh, yeah. yeah. All of that fun data collection. Yeah. So does your board structure meet every month? Is it bi-monthly? You know, how do people get involved when they want to help, you know, be on more than attending? Sure. So our board does meet um, bi-monthly, which just mm -hmm. reminds me we have a meeting coming up at the end of this month. Perfect um, timing. It is. Yeah. We are, you know, always welcome um, or always happy to welcome new board members who are interested in, you know, providing whatever skills that they have. It is mm -hmm. a working board. Um, mm -hmm. So we do, you know expect that if you join the board you hope we hope that you will be hands-on with a lot of uh, a lot of different things that we have going on and then our annual meeting um, which is open to the public public doesn't happen until uh, the winter actually so that'll sure. I believe will be in February um, so if people you know have thoughts and want to really have their input heard that's the time to do it yeah yep you know, Liz touched on something that's really important and potentially really difficult is when you look at the style of your board membership. Because I've worked in different kinds of organizations, and sometimes the organization that can't afford full-time staff requires a lot of tasks. Mm -hmm. And the part-timers only go so far. It's true. So, the, you know, in order to be real, the board members are going to have to get on the work boots. It's true. Some boards, if the organization is larger, more resources, mm -hmm. more ways to spread the labor around, then you can sit back and report and research. Yep. But that's a stress depending on the person's intention, right? Mm -hmm. It's very delicate. They mean well. Yes. But if they're not ready to do what the organization needs, apart from maybe even their interest. Yeah. That's delicate, right? It is. Yeah. It is delicate. And, you know, we want to welcome anyone who wants to be involved in the board, but yeah. it really means you have to want to be involved. And, mm -hmm. you know, that might mean that might mean helping hang exhibits. That might mean helping with grant writing or, you know, it might honestly mean helping me, you know, when a door is falling off its hinges <laughs> or those really, those really fun tasks of bailing you know, water. Yeah. Somebody who's better with a hammer than I am. <laughs> Or a typewriter, depending. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, these are all the ways to get involved here, and it's getting very active now that we're into the summertime. Liz Bologna is here today. She's the executive director of the Art Center East up on Route 30 in Vernon, just a few miles away from here, actually. But the website's got everything you need to know to follow up on what Liz said today is uh, artcentereast.org. So I wish you a great summer with a great turnout for these events, and we'll touch base later in August and see how things are when you get ready for the fall. That sounds great. Okay, great to have you here. Thanks so much, John. Okay. All righty, we're going to take our first break on the program today. Coming up at the end of the show, we're going to hear from the Coventry Arts Guild. But right now, after our break, we'll come back with the, uh, the Mill Museum with a special exhibit. Stay with us. 
Did you get a good shot of us? Yes. You did. Okay. I, did. I got good. a couple. <laughs> a couple. Good. Okay. Well, look, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks you know, so much. You know, hope you get a ride back without ending up in Kansas with this apocalyptic storm. Oh, I know. I saw about. it getting darker. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. I checked the radar on my phone, and from what I saw 45 minutes ago, mm-hmm. it was in Meriden going a little to our west. Oh, what a good time. <laughs> But I didn't know what was below. Uh-huh, I just saw, uh-huh. okay, up to here it's Meriden. Oh, Springfield. Oh, you know, okay. as long as it's not wildfires, though, yeah, I'll yeah. take it. That was it, yeah. that was the craziest weather. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even weather. It was just this just weird, walking. like, orange sky. Yeah. yeah. We had a trip to Montreal planned that we canceled. I'll bet. Because it was bad. Mm-hmm. And they got 400 fires going on all over the country still that are out of control. 400. They're small, but they're building, and they're mm-hmm. all out of control. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. So, hey John, uh, what's time. the person's name? Justice? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay, thank you so much again. All right. Yeah, no, my pleasure. You betcha. Okay. You take care. Until next time. We'll be in touch over the shop. Yeah, sure. All right, Connecting to Justice now. Okay. All I told right. you originally between 523 and 526, so well, sorry. Well, I'll tell you, that's pretty good. <laughs> We'll just chat. Do you want me here or with? Sure. sure. So you get comfortable. Matt's going to have headphones for you. Oh, yeah, I got them. So oh, we're yeah. going to look like uh, space commandos here. Got it. Is this justice? That's okay. I told her to look for your number, so she might be thinking of the, the radio. Well, she should be. She's gonna, she has to keep her phone open. Because she'll call. Uh, I just make a note here. Oh, there's your headphones. There's some thunder out there. That was a truck. Oh, that's that... voicemail. I'm going to try again. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I tried everything I could. <laughs> that's right. And one more. This is here. I got these events. Hi, is this Justice? Hi, this is Matt Rupert from WRLI. How are you? Okay. I'm going to pull you out of hold and I'm going to connect you in just a moment, okay? Um, we start in about 45 seconds. Sorry. Okay, but sure. Got the cans. Got to get the cans. All right. That bad boy. Okay, then we'll watch our levels, okay, just so we can hear well. Sorry, what? So we'll just check the headphone levels. So I'm going to introduce you to introduce the exhibit. I can hear this, but I can't hear you. Well, I'm going to introduce the segment and you, and then we'll lead off with the segment, Here I Am. And you can introduce Justice. She'll be hearing everything. Here it is. Okay. I'm sorry. Here it is. Right. Yeah. So sure. And then we'll be all set. 15 seconds. That's fine. Okay, folks, we're back live on the home front now. We've got our headsets on right now because we're about to have a phone call on the radio live. And for the third part of the show coming up later, we're going to hear from folks with the Coventry Arts Guild, focusing on art in Coventry in that region. But right now we're going to talk about a new exhibit opening at the Mill Museum here, the Wyndham Textile and History Museum. And I've got Kira Holmes back in the house again. She's the executive director. She's been here many times. They have a very special exhibit coming up here called Here It Is. And we have the artist on the phone to join us in a, sh- in a few moments after Kira uh, checks in and introduces the exhibit. Uh, it's a really interesting opportunity to connect current events, history, and art right here in Wyndham. So thank you very much, Justice, for being here today. But let's start with you, Kira, and talk about uh, the whole museum and how you're starting out your summer. Uh, so the Mill Museum is 
of course, is so happy to be here, and thank you, you so much, John. Uh, so many of you know already we've had the Hero Along exhibit on, uh -huh. and that started in February, and it has a closing date of August 13th, which also has uh, potentially enslavement shackles on display. We can't prove the provenance, so we right. can't say it officially, but right. it's speculative. So you have to see these to, in order to really feel that impression. And then we have the Here It Is exhibit, which actually started on June 2nd. And that's right. That's with Justice Michelle Thomas, and she is an amazing African-American artist who teaches and works at Pratt. And she's also going to do an opening with us where she does an artist lecture on July 1st. So I don't know if you want to segue into Justice since she's on the line. Or oh, yes. Let's get her here right so now. Justice, Justice Michelle. Thank you so much for this partnership, and I'd love to hear your wonderful take on all of your artwork. I've been staring at it for weeks, and I just am so inspired. <laughs> yes, can you hear me? You yes. bet. We can hear you fine. Okay, great. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I'll just start off that the work that's uh, presented in the show deals with, um, of course, a, a black diaspora, and I, it deals with race issues and identity. I do mask, uh, uh, mask making work and uh, really kind of celebrating the attributes that uh, African, uh, well, I, you know, I would say, you know, African Americans, but, uh, you know, the you know, black diaspora, the people that have been, um, you know, kind of taken from Africa and then having this life here in America. And there's so many different intersects of stories that you, sure. know, you could tell that this is very full. Uh, but my my job is to kind of take these stories and take these lives and present them in a way that honors that history, honors those lives. Um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of my my job in this world at this point. Could you briefly talk about uh, kind of the background work you're doing all the time at Pratt that was the base for, or maybe a launching pad for this effort, but the larger work that you're doing beyond this project? Yeah, so the work started before Pratt. I went to uh, Central, I mean, yeah, I went to Central uh, Connecticut State University. The work really started there. Uh -huh. I, had a grad, I had graduate work there, and I was uh, nice. uh, dealing with metal. I uh, worked in the metal shop, worked in the ceramic shop, and um, just really was investigating my own identity, where I came from. I grew up in Hartford. Um, I have roots from England, and I have roots from Nigeria, and those uh, roots affected, you know, my work and, and how I see myself as a black woman artist uh, coming up, and so... It really started in, at Central, and then it continued at Pratt, um, taking on a more um, material life where the work really centers around the materials that is created from a mixed media artist. And again, like I said, working in metal and ceramics, but really all um, art forms. And, um, you know, so it just kind of evolved uh, from that place. Well, I wonder, uh, in our current environment now, the arts is so connected to social energy, political energy, and it, it's very hypercharged. And I wondered in this environment, which sometimes is unfortunately more polarized than I would like when people touch on sensitive things, uh, when you envision the audience for the event and, and the exhibit, what would you hope would be the good takeaways after they spend time and uh, the various artists, their thoughts and their their points of view? What would you like them to take away and maybe work on and kind of spend some time with? That's a good question. I mean, I'm I'm a very open person and very accepting of dif of diversity and difference. And so right. what I hope is that there are different eyes and different backgrounds and different people coming together to see a history that is not as pleasant as other histories. Mm -hmm. um, and that their, their takeaway is that they're actually learning something different from themselves and learning something that is, you know, might be challenging or hard, but they come to the place with an open mind and open heart and they actually try to see something beyond themselves. Um, I, you know, I can't say what somebody would take away, 
But if yeah. they come and they actually want to learn something, mm-hmm. it would take an open mind and open heart to actually read the narrative, see the work, connect to something different. You know, I would hope that that, you know, that would be the purpose for someone, you know, you know, taking on that venture to even see this particular show. There's a lot of verbiage. There's a lot of narrative. There's a lot of history. Um, and it's not all pretty, but it's necessary. It, it, there are beautiful takeaways. I think the the artwork and the masks and uh, complement the verbiage very well. Um, it's, a, it's a story that needs to continue to be told. There's a history there. I think that people can take away a lot if they spend the time. Well, I just want and to mention... have an appreciation for another side of culture and life that maybe is not their own. Right. Well, like I'm saying, in our times today, people, I think, are looking for connection. They know things require attention, and they know people are coming up with all kinds of ideas, good and crazy. But they're all out in the open, and that's a good thing if we come out of the spin cycle a little more sane, you know. Uh, but that's easy to say in a talk show. But I, but I really commend you for the work. When this is finished, are you working on something to follow up on this in terms of the next year and other kinds of media work for you beyond this? Um, I'm always working and I'm always thinking and writing and, and coming up with things. But the follow-through to this is there's a segment of, of my work that deals with um, community and village and my connections to Nigeria. Mm. So I'm investigating more um, cultural aspects of Nigeria to bring, because I want to bring that into my own life living here and have that represented so that I'm, um, I guess, just a mirror or an authentic self of my my roots. And so in that, the work wow. will outpour into more ceramic, more totem-like figures that embody those spiritual ancestors, if you will, from Nigeria to represent who I am as a person here, Yeah. at least an aspect of myself as a person here. Yeah, it sounds fantastic to go to the roots and drill deep down, and maybe later in the year we'll have you back with that manifests into some exhibits here in the area. We'd love to have you back for that uh, to keep, no the, problem. Yes, I keep agree. the conversations going. Now, I just yes, want to mention... That would be yeah, I just want to mention, in case you're hearing the radio, we're speaking right now with Justice Michelle Thomas about an exhibit that's opening now, and it's running through August 13th at the Mill Museum here in town. On July 1st is a special event that she'll be there, and we're also in the studio now uh, with Kira Holmes from the museum. So, uh, Kira, let's bring you back in now. Is there anything else that you want to mention about the event or what's going to happen that day uh, in terms of anything that connects to, uh, to you know, her work? Uh, I just want to say yeah. that this partnership with Justice Michelle Thomas has been absolutely amazing. Thank you, Justice. You have yeah. been a pleasure to work with, and I can't wait to see you again in July and really just tell you all the interactions I've had already over this exhibit. People have honestly been moved. They say it's amazing. They want to talk to you. So I am hoping we're going to have a really big opening on July 1st. No, that's great. I look forward to it. I can't wait to speak about it. And maybe one last thing before we let you go is if you have a, perhaps a Facebook presence or a website you want to share, if somebody wants to hear about your work more, uh, let's offer that. I do have an Instagram, which is artpeace, A-R-T-P-E-A-C-E, dash studio. It's, you know, it'll come right up. Okay. And you have a QR code, don't you, too? I do. Wow. Yeah, so I'm not sure if anyone can see this or not, but that's her QR code. That's a hold it closer to the microphone so I can really see it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I I had to do it. I apologize. Trying to do show and tell. It's not working. Okay. (laughs) See, Justice is putting up with this. Thank you for putting up with this. No, no problem. Uh, But I wish you well. I hope to be there, you know, to see you that day, and I wish you well with the exhibit and and, and all your good work. No, thank you for the opportunity to speak on it, and uh, I see you there. All right. Take care now. Be well. Thank you so much, <laughs> okay. Justice. All righty. Thank you, Kira. <laughs> okay. So we have, we have some more time before we have to wrap up, but I want to give Kira some time. There are other things going on you wanted to highlight? Go right to it. All right. So let's start with this week, Third Thursday, Willamantic Renaissance. Always a great time. And the Connecticut Eastern Railroad Museum's partnering with us again. I will not be there tomorrow, unfortunately, but they will be. And they're going to represent both places. Both museums are amazing. They're open on Saturdays, the Railroad Museum, so go see them. It's so cool now that they're open, you know, after the whole winter and 
they have to do all the preparation to get things ready. Exactly. So much work. So they'll be there. Will they have a locomotive with them? Will they bring one along? I'm not think? sure. They yeah. haven't let me know. But it would need a big trailer, I know. Yeah, it, it would. It would. But, I know uh, they keep saying they're going to bring something. I'm not sure if it's this time, but I, right. I know they will be featuring something this It'd be great to see them there. It's going to be a good day, too. <laughs> and then we have Battle of the Frogs. So we all know the frog story. So on June 17th is one of the supposed anniversaries of the frog story. So come and learn about the frog story if you haven't before. Uh take a little that's legacy. a teaser you know that's it because people hear about it but the story <laughs> always gets passed on incorrectly all right very true so that's is. from 11 to 2 it's included with museum admission if you have any kids we have little frogs they can make or you can just take a small little frog history memento with you then we also have that same evening. We have docent training, 4.30 to 6.30. And again, I'm going to try doing show and tell, but this oh, never works okay. out well. <laughs> no. But that's all on the website. See, yep. that's the beautiful. This it's, is all on the website, folks. So it is on the website. This yep. is docent training evening, 4.30 to 6.30, June 17th. If mm -hmm. you're interested, just let me know on June 16th by director at millmuseum.org, just so we can have a refreshment and notebook count. Then Juneteenth. Everyone knows about Juneteenth. It yep. became a federal Many celebrate. holiday. It's a federal holiday, yeah. So that's we're going to be doing a partnership with the Wyndham Willimantic NAACP chapter at 12 p.m. at the Willimantic Cemetery across from Stop and Shop. And there will be a little bit of history, and then we're going to mark uh, soldiers' graves, African-American soldiers' graves, with the 35-star flag. From all previous wars that have served, those that have served. Well, for the ones, the ones uh, they have, yeah. for the for the ones they have at least. Of course, great. So we're looking forward to that, and then sure. we have our wonderful drop-in spinning bee with Peggy Church on June twenty-fourth. Also, and that will be in the second floor of the main building. Also, that same day is the uh, Victorian Architecture Tea, and that's going to be from one to three p.m. in the Dugan Building. And that's $15 for members, 20 for public. You can pay through PayPal or call us up. Right, it's right and upstairs. Sorry. Exactly, on yeah. Union Street, 157B Union Street. And then don't forget, of course, the Here It Is opening July 1st that we were just talking about with Justice, Michelle Thomas. And then don't forget July 4th, the Boombox Parade. There we're you all go. excited for that one, you right? You betcha. We'll be talking about that next week, but go right ahead. We're looking for enlistment for us, so please email director at millmuseum.org. And um, we're I have to ask you, without blowing any surprise, do you have a strategy for what you're doing this year? Can you can you give a teaser? Yes. All right, go right ahead. So in 2026 is Americans' 250th birthday. So what we are planning to do on our signs this year, instead of just holding the flags, we're going to make signs in different languages. Uh, that's going to talk about the Declaration of Independence uh -huh. of all men are created equal. So that's your teaser. And again, it's going to be in different languages because of immigrants. And if you want to learn more, you have to email us and join our ranks. All sentient beings are welcome, I gather. Right? <laughs> yes. Remember, register to vote. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And then we will have a Crazy Thread book sale again. This is our third year. We yeah. don't have a date yet, but we're collecting books already. So if you're interested, we're open Friday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. if you want us to pick up books. Yeah, that helped you last year. That made a difference. Oh, yes, it it's did. It's amazing how many books are out there. They're just sitting. Isn't it true? <laughs> yes, it Look is true. Look around your house. They're sitting in the corner somewhere. They're in the basement. They're in the closets. They're in the... Yeah. Wait. Why are they in the closets? I don't know. I would well, never keep a book Well, because there's no shelf closet. space. <laughs> there's no shelf space and there's no attic. Believe That's me. That's true. Anyway, take a thought. There you go. Pass them on. So, and yep. then... Our next exhibit joining us is going to be Sewn Stories and Shared Lives exhibit, and that's with Linda Martin and Carol uh, Vignette. And it's two amazing women. One is a black American, and one is a Jewish American sisters who came together because of their gifts expressing ourselves through fabric is part of their statement. I don't want to give too much away yet, but that's going to be our Why? Labor Day weekend opening on Friday, September 1st. Great. Well, that's a great day to celebrate, and connecting through art crosses a lot of different lines. Exactly. Yeah, good. Okay. And then we have Friday, September 8th will be the opening from 6 to 8.30, where you can actually meet both of them. 
So I know we're running out of time, so I want to say thank you to John. Thank oh. you to the town. Thank you to Justice Michelle Thomas. Thank you, you to my board. Thank you to members, volunteers, uh, several different organizations like Connecticut Humanities, Paggio Trust, uh, fellow nonprofits and businesses in Willimantic. Thank you for your support for the Mill Museum. So what I want to do? And my staff too. Sorry. Of course, behind the scenes. <laughs> and my fellow staff, oh, Jamie yeah. and Mac. Yeah, well then, the staff with the glue that keeps it rolling. So once again, the website is millmuseum.org. You can find it about the exhibit. Here it is, uh, and some more information. And uh, and also on July 1st is the event. If you're in the area, stop by, and you can meet Justice and really get a firsthand look at the exhibit. So I wish you a great summer ahead, Kara, and thank you very much for the good work, as always. Thank okay. you, John, and thank okay. you, Matt. Alrighty. So right now we're going to focus for a few minutes on the Coventry Arts Guild. And I recently had a conversation uh, with Richard White, the board president, and Tim Timberman, who's a board member. They have a lot of events coming up in Coventry in the summertime. Uh, there's, there's a spoken word event coming up on the 23rd. There's another festival. So this was a recent conversation that I edited down, but there's still some very important dates I want you to know about. And it's all through the Coventry Arts Guild. So we're going to pick up the conversation uh, as a, as a, kind of Richard sets the stage for their first major event of the season. It's great to be back, John. It's uh, it's a been a busy spring for us. We've uh, you know we were dead quiet through the COVID years, and we've, we're getting our back up on the horse. And uh, our programming has been funded by the um, state um, <clears throat> office of. Uh, Cultural Affairs and... Uh, Office of the Arts, right? And, and no, it's the uh, Humanities, Connecticut Humanities. And we've also yeah. been, been funded again by the, uh, by the town of Coventry. So we have good support and we're getting, uh, we're getting out there and doing stuff. And so uh, the first thing we're going to want to talk about today is our Make Music Day coming up this month. And I'm going to hand it off to Tim Timberman, who's the quarterback of that event on uh, June 21st. And, uh, on the solstice, every on year. The solstice. On the solstice. And uh, he can give you some background and tell you what we got cooking. Well, uh, Make Music Day started in, in France in 1982. Uh, it was basically a, a festival of music to celebrate music and all music, and everyone is invited to play, sing, dance. It's it's the celebration of music on the on the summer solstice, and so. Uh, our we have we're fortunate to have two events going on this uh, this year with uh, Make Music, as we did last year. Mm -hmm. uh, the f one uh, is going to be at the uh, Make. Uh, it's going to be at the Song of Day Music Center. Uh, Ruth O'Neill and Jim Hammett will be celebrating Make Music at their That's music right. studio uh, at, at 2809 Boston Turnpike, uh, which is Route 44. And I, I believe it runs from about uh, three to eight. And so uh, there's their uh, family of musicians will be celebrating there. Uh, our second venue will be in Coventry, also in Creaser Park, which is at 109 Case Road, and will also be from three to eight. It will uh, be under the pavilion. Uh, there's a large pavilion. It's about 30 by 60. It's got a roof. We have yeah. electricity. We'll, we'll be providing. Uh, microphones, sound system, we'll have cables, amplifiers, microphones, and uh, so uh, being on a, under a, under roof will be uh, will be there, uh, rain or shine, and uh, and we're encouraging people, uh, just anyone who wants to play, who enjoys playing music, uh, if you're a beginner. Uh, or a professional, we we want all to come together and we want to celebrate and celebrate uh, Make Music Day. I just want to mention one more thing too. This uh, the history of this is is a bit more radical because the whole idea is that you have music in places where you don't normally have music. You can always have it in a theater, but it could be on your front porch. It could be in a parking lot. It could be in a park. It could be in a street corner somewhere. It's just the idea of having music in the environment everywhere throughout the whole day of the solstice. And if you go to the main website, makemusicday.org, <clears throat> that will tell you across the world what they're doing, including the U.S., so then you can search by the state. And there's a whole bunch of activity in the New London area that goes on. Fairfield has some of the stuff New Haven does. And if you go to the website, you can figure out all the events 
because they're all adding up right now because the solstice is just a few days away. Yeah, two, two weeks two away. Weeks. Two weeks away. And by the way, I wanted to ask him a question because as a musician, he's played before. I think twice. Can you tell me what it's like in the spirit of the day compared to playing somewhere that you might do normally? On this day, what made it different for you? Well, it, it's different in so much as that everyone is there to enjoy themselves and to and and what's what's what made me uh, see the the the, uh, the what the day meant was basic. We had we had a, a young student of, of Tim Maynard's, who's in Manchester, mm -hmm. six years old, and he played sick. the he played the electric guitar. He played Wild Thing. Wow. And the Trogs, right? Yes, the Trogs. And he That's played awesome. the solo. And six years old, and the kid nailed it. And so he moved you. He moved you. Oh my God! It was it was just like you know watching six year old playing a guitar. You know, I, Sweet. I, I wished I could play that good when I was sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you find kids have a natural gift. Yeah. And then they have access at the right time when someone hands them an instrument, and then you unleash it. And this kid yeah. worked. He he yeah. worked and practiced, and and like I said, he nailed it. And and I think everybody, everybody, uh, at the event really uh, was was moved by that, you know. Right. And and encouraged. And the other thing is, it was encouraging uh, just to accept everybody at whatever level. It doesn't matter. That's making, right. Mu making music is is is, is, is it's right. emotional. It's spiritual. It's 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 really something that's it's uh, very emotional and and uh, yeah and a great thing. Whatever level you're at, you share what you are right now. And and, and the people the people that attend uh, appreciate it, and and that's what it's all about. So thanks to Ruth and Jim, too. They've been doing this for several years now. They've been with yes. this whole thing. So anyway, I just want to mention the website, too, to follow up on everything they're talking about. is CoventryArtsGuild.org, and you can follow up on everything. But there's more events going on, too. They're very busy. I know you have things, and there's another spoken word thing coming up. Right? Well, we've been having a, a trio of open poetry open mics this, uh, this spring, and the third one will be the end of this month. Um, this is uh, Friday, June 23rd, and they happen at Millbrook Place, which is one of the venues we frequent in the village of Coventry, 1267 Main Street. And we've had, uh, you know, 30 people come along each of the previous two times we did this, the end of uh, May and the end of April. So uh, we're looking for another uh, smash hit open mic poetry uh, evening at, uh, nice. at Millbrook Place on June 23rd. So that's that, that's what we got cooking, and then uh, by, the, by the end of the summer, we're going to be uh, doing our Arts on Main Festival. So um, if you're interested in being a vendor, we have vendor openings for Arts on Main. So uh, check the website for uh, vendor opportunities. That same website, CoventryArtsGuild.org. Um, so that's what we cook. That's what we got cooking. Tim, do you know of other music-related activities just by chance, since you're connected a little bit? I know there's a lot happening. Sometimes I don't get the word until a couple of days before. But I know there's a lot happening. I see stuff on Facebook. Uh, yeah, th there's, and that's something that the Art Guild is looking at, besides one step beyond the, uh, the Make Music Day is right. and how we're having an open uh, mic for poetry. We're looking at uh, possibly come uh, autumn maybe doing a, a open mic for music, almost kind of maybe a uh, coffee house type of thing. Uh, there's, uh, uh, there used to be a, a open mic up at uh, Vanilla Bean, uh, which uh, they right. stopped doing, uh, but uh, they still have music up there, but they're not doing the open mic. But this might be a venue for some people to gain confidence and play. Sure. Playing, uh, playing in front of people is, is, is not, uh, is, is not easy. <laughs> no. You're smiling right now, but it takes but a lot to get comfortable, it, it, doesn't it? You yeah. have to be comfortable. Yeah. And, and, and playing at these open mics and like at, at Make Music, uh, it uh, gains confidence. And, and, uh, and you just get, feel more at ease, and, and you, can, you can play better. Uh, people mention that, too, when we have our open mic for poetry. Uh, 
when to get in front of people and to read your own poetry, mm -hmm. it's it's it, it can be scary, uh, but go do it. And mm -hmm. and I tell you, I was I was amazed. The last two uh, poetry uh, open mics we had in Coventry were, were amazing it, with the enthusiasm of the people that they came, the appreciation of the people that came because they and and the quality was was unbelievable uh, I, I really it was my first time I've been to an open mic poetry reading okay. and this was it opened my eyes it was really amazing it also opened my heart this this these readers were, were reading from the heart I was startled at how personal some of the poetry and the reflections were um, in, in a good way, um, revealing about, you know, significant events in their lives, pain in their lives, uh, happiness, and uh, mm -hmm. it's, uh, and there were, you know, often there was family, there was a mom there who was, who was coaching her college-aged daughter and um, having a, you know, a great uh, interaction and going through all the, um, the she had a, an insider's view of what the daughter was talking about, but, sure. but there was, the energy was just infectious. I think you just, mentioned about half of the audience was there to read, yeah. right? That, that's a large yeah. number. That's half the crowd. Yeah. We had 18 readers the first night, and uh, the second night, the readers there was 14, I think, and we they got the readers got to do a short second round. And also, just uh, just you know, if you look back at them, what was the age range? I'm always wondering about new writers coming out who are younger. People who have been at it for a while, they're more comfortable in front of a crowd, and what that mix is like. It was a good mix. There was yeah. a, there was a one group, I think maybe four or five, who were students from UConn, okay. uh, and their their professor had uh, cor corralled them and brought them over and gave them the. Um, <clears throat> he was he was one of our consultants in putting the whole thing together in advance, and he brought f I think five or six students, and so they they read and they they were they were very good, and. Uh, then there was there were some that were there were much more more hip hop flavored some young some cool cats you know that kind of, that kind of thing and then there was some older older folks um, one one woman who was who was a teacher read a very moving poem that she had written on the occasion of the um, the Sandy Hook shootings and what it was like to be a teacher in that in that universe that was that was collapsing for teachers wow uh, so they were they were some very deeply uh, felt. Um, emotions that were uh, that were broadcast in that in that uh, event, and each each one was was the same. And there was some fun too, but uh, it was just it was a joyful night, and everybody just uh, just celebrated it. It was. Uh, just Do you have an idea if any of those were ever recorded? What's you know to have that on your website would be such a draw, with a simple release, you know. Well, I, I'll tell you. Or a, for I'll those tell you a secret that I'm think oh. I'm thinking yeah. to to recap. Uh, with the writers that, that have read for the um, for it, and invite them to submit to do it like a chapbook at the end of the year, so we okay. have some, something published. Um, but re recording it is another is another possibility. Yeah, it's just technical level. step above what we've got. Oh. But um, but I, I would I would like to have a have a good uh, at least a written record uh, yeah. of, of what uh, what they've gotten. Yeah, having those on the website can help people connect really quickly. And when you yeah. see a few other people, wow. Well, that's what they're all doing. They're using this new technology, apart from all the hype and craziness that's going on. Yeah. It's a great tool. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. it is. It's it true. is. And uh, Linda Blakesley is our uh, our host and master of ceremonies, and she's she's been doing these in in and around the area. She right. she works in uh, Manchester, and there is a, a regular. Uh, open mic uh, for poets in in Manchester, and she's a regular player there. Now she's she's the captain of her own ship, and she loves it. She's a and she's a she's a firecracker. She just really uh, energizes the whole process. So uh, if you're uh, <coughs> if you have any mind to to think about coming, uh, do it. You will not be disappointed. All right, we're back live here on the home front here on WILI. As you can see, we have two empty chairs right now, which is a very powerful way to say that this is an access program that's open to guests. We hope to be able to use our airtime here and on YouTube to help you tell your stories. We're live on WILI at 1400 AM and 95.3 FM. 
we have video here to record this for the radio station's YouTube channel, where the other five to six o'clock shows are all there with their playlist, so you can catch it 24-7 whenever you want, or you can subscribe to a show, and it'll come to you automatically. But it's all local stories. So we just heard from uh, the last segment we had was Richard White and Tim Timberman from the Coventry Arts Guild talking about their activities and their events. If you want to find out more, CoventryArtsGuild.org is their website. So I have an email, John at Human Arts Media, and I'm getting a lot of email, and I thank you for sending me your notices and news events. Sometimes all that you need to do is send me a notice, and we'll be very happy to share the news on the program. Or you could stop by the studio if you want more time. So we have some stuff here right now from the Mansfield Downtown Partnership. They have a summer concert series going on June and July, Thursday nights at 6.30 to 8 p.m. And that's about to turn around the Betsy Peterson Square. Uh, June 15th is Golden Oak, so that's tomorrow night. And then uh, June 22 is the Wyndham Concert Band. But these are Thursdays, June and July, in stores at the Betsy Peterson Square at 6.30. Up in Putnam in the Quiet Corner, they have a Fine Arts and Crafts Festival, June 17th and 18th. There's a whole lot of events. If you go to the main website, the whole schedule's there. Just go to PutnamArtsCouncil.com, and you'll find out about the Arts Festival. It should be a great way to spend some time in a great town. That's uh, June 17th and 18th. Uh, Make Music Day is coming up on the solstice. You know, it's an international music event. It's uh, it's all over the world. It's all over Connecticut during the solstice 24-7 on uh, June 21st. So in Coventry, they have a special program from 3 to 8 p.m. at Creaser Park. And they have a lot of stuff going on that's being uh, coordinated also with the uh, Song of Day music in Coventry with Ruth O'Neill and Jim Hammett. But there'll be a lot of things happening at Creaser Park on the 21st, 3 to 8 p.m. And if you you want to find out more, makemusicday.org is the website, makemusicday.org. Then you can find out what's happening all over Connecticut. It's a great way to celebrate music couple of last things while I have time. Uh, the, the Poets' Corner is happening. The, the open mic is Friday, June 23rd, 7 o'clock in Coventry at the Millbrook Place. That's 1267 Main. This is the third in their series, and they're getting a good turnout, and a lot of people want to read. So it's an open mic poetry, Friday, June 23rd, 7 o'clock. And the last thing we can fit in today is also Friday, June 23rd. This is going to be at the Shabu Stage. In beautiful downtown Willimantic, it's going to be the Wyndham uh, Concert Band with the, uh, the new director, Kristen Mozeko. So this will be an 80-piece member band. So you're talking filling that stage, and that's going to be at 6.30. Bring a lawn chair and a blanket, spend some time, and hear some great music from the concert band. That's Friday the 23rd. So that's how we're going to wrap it up for this week. I'm very happy to share time with you here. Our programs are also rebroadcast on WECS at Eastern Connecticut State University to get all the information out we can. So have a great week ahead. We'll see you next time.